Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time for the Chiefs Kingdom Show, live with the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, and Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid. It's presented by Bad Boy Moores, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country, Mo with an attitude. And by Hy-Vee, the world's best tailgating begins at Hy-Vee, proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Hey, this is Chiefs sideline reporter Josh Klingler. Before we get you into the Chiefs Kingdom show, just a quick reminder, you can hear Mitch Holtis with us on Fesco in the Morning every Friday morning at 7.30 leading into the game that weekend. And don't miss color analyst Danon Hughes every Tuesday morning at 8.30. Tune in for exclusive one-on-one Chiefs interviews throughout the season on the Odyssey app and your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Now let's get you into the Chiefs Kingdom show presented by the Kansas Lottery. Dream bigger. Here is the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. And the gates are open to the Chiefs' kingdom on an exciting Monday night with a lot to cover as the Chiefs continue their path to the race, the road to the number one seed in the AFC, the only number one seed in bye available uh, in the conference. The Chiefs are the only team in the AFC to clinch a playoff berth. And they did that last night for a reason to be excited tonight, a sixth consecutive AFC West title in wiping out the Pittsburgh Steelers last night, 36-10. And earlier in the day, having the Houston Texans with an improbable upset of the Chargers in Houston. And the Chiefs get another division championship. On the 30th of October, The Kansas City Chiefs had a 6% chance. This was based on 30 years of data, a 6% chance at 3-4 and to win the AFC West. And tonight, they have sewn that up and continue their march toward a one seat in the AFC. And it'll be difficult to do so because we'll also get you ready for the Chiefs' trip tonight to Cincinnati as they'll play there on Sunday against the Bengals. The Bengals are excited because they have a chance to win the AFC North, a 73% chance to do so. They could actually sew that up this weekend if they can beat the Chiefs and the Steelers lose. The Chiefs, who have a 63% chance to get the one seed in the AFC, according to ESPN's Football Power Index, if the Chiefs can beat the Bengals, 
and the Titans would lose this weekend, the Chiefs could go into the final week, week 18, with the one seed sewn up. And it's a remarkable story for the Kansas City Chiefs this year to do what they've done since Halloween, basically, and in 57 days, do one of the biggest turnarounds in National Football League history. And speaking of history, the sixth consecutive AFC West title. We'll talk about it here with Coach Reed, who gets the history and tradition of the division. He has had three divisions in his NFL career, an assistant in Green Bay with the tradition-rich NFC North, head coach with the Philadelphia Eagles in an equally tradition-rich NFC East, and a tradition-rich AFC West. When the NFL expanded and added the Houston Texans in 2002, Chiefs founder Lamar Hunt was adamant. He talked to the NFL about keeping the old AFL divisions together as much as possible. The Chiefs kept the Chargers and the Broncos uh, and the Raiders in the same division, again, continuing what started 62 years ago in the first AFL year of 1960. Well, for the first time of those four teams in the same division, one team has won it four consecutive, I'm sorry, has won it six consecutive years, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs. We got, again, a great show for you tonight. Creed Humphrey will be with us. Yes, Creed is good. The campaign is on to get Creed Rookie of the Year. He is the top-rated center by Pro Football Focus in the National Football League in his rookie year. He has been in that position almost the entire year. Also, we're going to hear shortly from Coach Andy Reid, as mentioned. But we do want to talk about the folks at Hy-Vee. Normally, we have been in front of a raucous crowd at a Hy-Vee Market Grill, and for 13 weeks, we did exactly that. But now, because of the new NFL COVID protocols, actually kind of bringing back the 2020 protocols, we're doing tonight's show virtually. But a reminder, even with that, you can score the savings at High V. And with the Chiefs getting 36 points last night, you can score big savings. It's easy. Just shop High V. You can do it tonight and get fuel saver discounts equal to the number of points that the Chiefs score and the amount you spend. Also, Check out the scan the code. Uh, just scan the code. We've talked about this all fall. It's easy to do. It takes two seconds. And you'll find these super hot deals available at Hy-Vee. Perfect just in time for your New Year's Eve party or your New Year's Eve holiday weekend. It's already been a big year. The Chiefs get 100 wins for Andy Reid, the only guy, coach in NFL history to have 100 wins with two franchises. He caught Curly. The Chiefs go from worst to first on a single weekend. And now... They clinch a playoff spot and go from 6% chance to win a division in on Halloween, essentially, to a sixth straight historic AFC West championship. We'll be back with head coach Andy Reid, and after that, Creed Humphrey. You do not want to miss the next 50 minutes of your life right here on the Chiefs Kingdom. Back with Coach Reid after this on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. And seven are in right now. They try it on a push left side. Breaking up a hit. Angling near side. Touchdown! Kansas City! Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was hit in the backfield. Would not be denied. And Angles near side. And the Chiefs get a touchdown on their first drive of the game at 4.07 to go first quarter. Welcome back on our Chiefs Kingdom show. Normally, we would be on site at the Hy-Vee Market Grill. Uh, but with the new COVID rules, we're doing this show virtually. 
But we keep the energy flowing here. And with us now is the uh, head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, winningest coach in Kansas City Chiefs history, and the only coach in the history of the AFC West, dating 62 seasons to win six straight division titles. Okay, I know we're not going to have a parade or start the snow cone machine, but a moment. This season has been there's moments to step aside. And you taught me this, man. you got to breathe in a moment and then move on. But just to win a sixth straight AFC West title and what that means. Yeah, I'm proud of uh, the guys, um, the organization. I mean, we all have a, a piece of this thing. And uh, coaches, players, front office, uh, um are the voice of the Kansas city chiefs right here. So, I mean, we've all got a, a piece of this thing. And so um, it's something to be proud of. It doesn't last very long uh, because you, you've got remaining part of the season and you got, you got to get rolling for, uh, for a big Cincinnati team here, a real good one. So, um, but for, for that moment when they're handing out the t-shirts and the hats is a great moment. And then, and then you move on. One thing I've always appreciated about you is how you get the history of the league and the fact that your three divisions you've been involved in, the NFC North, the NFC East, and the AFC West, are three of the most traditional divisions. And the history of this, to realize that it's a sixth in the seventh decade, that moment, and then we'll move on to Cincinnati. But you get the history of this moment, really. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a tribute to everybody. I, I just, I mean, I can't tell you how many people go into it. And I mentioned the team that, that, you know, we're never going to take those t-shirts for granted. Um, that that's not what you do. There's a lot of sweat that goes into, uh, those, those t-shirts, emotional sweat and, and physical sweat. So, um, you, it's, uh, it's important that you, you, you do cherish it, honor it, know who came before you that helped build this thing. Um, I'm talking about the Derek Johnson, you know, all those guys um, that came before um, that helped build this thing up and all, all that the Hunt family has been through likewise. So um, Mark Donovan and, and so on. Uh, it's all it's all encompassing here. And you and I grew up with Charlie Jones and Al Regattas and the Chiefs choir huddle against those Raider teams. I mean, it just puts it all into perspective and intense rivalries in these divisions that you've been in in this league. All right, let's jump into the football side of this, though. Uh, and again, setting a tone. And I'm going to start with the offensive line here. Just how those guys have come together and week by week, they just cannot wait to get started and how they've rolled. What have those guys done and how they're growing? Yeah, they've done a, they've done a nice job, and there's no more important time for that to take place than <clears throat> down the stretch here and um, into the playoffs. I mean, that just becomes so important. Um, everything's magnified, uh, obviously, by the speed of the play, and the league's designed it now where the end of the season is <clears throat> almost like a playoff season. So, um, you know, these games are fast, they're furious, intense, and the offensive line and defensive line become kind of the focal point of that. I know we touched on it last week, but I want to ask you again because people saw it in fruition last night. The fact that you intensify or, or put so much importance on OTAs, off-season programs, every mini camp, every, tra- every training camp session in St. Joe, how much of that prepares you for a night where you didn't even know who's going to be in the game and who has to replace the guys that aren't in the game? Yeah, you know what, Mitch, our co- 
coaches do a good job of rotating people. And it sounds easy to do, but there's got to be a trust factor there. And, and then an understanding that uh, you're going to need these guys down the road. And then once they step in, do you want to start from ground level or do you want to hit the, hit the ground running here? Um, and, and so you got, you've got to give these guys an opportunity to get in and rotate. And our guys do that so willingly and, um, and it pays off for, for the players. It pays off uh, with the players that are in there that have been in there of having a trust that, Oh yeah, this guy steps in no problem. He's already been in here. He knows what he's doing. So, um, and then you, you can keep on going. Yeah. People, it's just so unusual and so uh, impressive giving Patrick time to throw and him understanding when to stay in the pocket and when to do Patrick things. I thought last night, how much of that was a manifestation of just how he's grown of knowing what to do when. Yeah. Brett and I were, Veach, Brett Veach and I were talking after the game and, um, you know, we were both going, man, it was great. It, it, this was one of his greater games that will never be recognized because he was just seeing things so well um, in the command that he had against a defense that in particular in the past game is one of the top in the national football league <clears throat> and their schemes are second to none. Now. I mean, they, they're going to roll out the different looks coverage wise at you and, and blitz wise. So you've got to stay on top of your game and and be able to decipher all of that in just a split second and make an accurate throw with guys coming at you, one of the top uh, pass rushers in the league and number 90 there and 56 on the other side was a heck of a rusher also. So the offensive line did a nice job for him. And then Pat was just, he was on his game uh, right. At, and, and again, he only played what two and a half quarters maybe. And, and so, uh, Heck, who knows what he would have had if he plays the whole game. But uh, what a great job he did. Another one of the hidden stories of this victory last night is not only how you prepare guys for 365 days a year, but in putting together a roster. I mean, you get a non-drafted free agent like Pringle. You, you're going, well, we're going to put a lot on your play here. Or a Noah Gray or a Blake Bell or the guys on defense that weren't first-round draft picks or second-round or third-round that play – at a high level. How, how big of that and how much of that is 12 months out of the year of putting these guys together in roles and finding them wherever they're at? Yeah, well, it's, uh, it is important. That's Brett's vision on um, seeing these guys on college tape and then knowing how they would fit in the offense and fitting those pieces of the puzzle in, I think are great. And then the trust, that uh, the coaches have in him and how much trust he has in the coaches. Um, he, he is in constant communication with them. So all of a sudden we, we get these players and we go, you know what? We know these guys, or at least we feel like we do. And we plug them in and, and let's see what they can do. And there's no hidden agendas there. You just giddy up and you let's go, let's put them in and play and see what, see what happens. So that starts in training camp, the off-season program. It starts there, all those things you mentioned. Before I get to the defense, which was so impressive again again last night, how crazy was it you're going into a game with a new kicker and a new punter that basically you had to get like later in the week? I mean, oh, you, Johnny. Johnny was on practice squad. But how crazy was that last night? Yeah, yeah. So it, it was a, that was a little different. 
Um, I got to tell you, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I'm, thank goodness we have our long snapper here because he, he does a heck of a job of organizing things. And, and um, I think he helped kind of solidify and build that confidence in those, those other two. And, um, but there, there's hours spent on snap, hold, kick in different conditions. And here we come out. And that first half was as windy a day as we've had in Arrowhead since I've been here. And for them to be able to put down and do what they did, I just thought it was something. And the confidence Dave Tobe had in him, it was ridiculous. He's going, hey, we we, we got it. We, we can go 35 this side, 30 this side. And I'm going, man, it's like a, a tiny hurricane here right now. And we're going to go out here and, and, uh, and kick the ball like that. But uh, he was right. And just to uh, get that done was, uh, was amazing. And how much of that, you, your flow chart, like if you've got to make these split-second decisions and you've got communication, I don't know if fans realize how much is going on like horizontally uh, with communication, but how much of that's going through your mind of like, we've got new dudes out here, we're in a wind tunnel, do we go for it? Do we? I mean, how much of that has to factor into these nanosecond decisions you have to make? Yeah, so that's, I think, one of the advantages of probably being around it quite a little bit. And, um, and so I... Uh, you get a feel for it over the years. and, and um, But you, I guess if you sat back and thought about it, you probably are certain not a lot of things. But I think the experience of having gone through it, it normally calmed it down or, and then having trust in the guys around you. You know, it's um, – I mean, Dave Tobin and I have been together since the college game. And, yeah. uh, you know, Spags and I have known each other since the college game, uh, since we were coaching in college. Uh, and, and then EB played for me. So, I mean, it's it, the three coordinators are, are um, you know, I mean, they, I have a lot of trust in those guys. So um, whatever direction we go, I, I know it's the right direction. It shows. Defensively, speaking of trust, these guys just continue to elevate. How much energy is this defense playing with front to back and side to side? Because it looked like they were super fast last night. Yeah, the guys I, the guys were flying around. I right from the get go. I I really it was fun to watch. Uh, it starts with the D line, and then your linebackers and secondary they benefit off of that. And Ben gets the ball out quicker than anybody in the National Football League, um, and so that's a challenge for the offensive line. Well, the challenge becomes easier when your back end uh, linebackers and secondary are staying aggressive on the receivers. It gives them a chance. It makes Ben hold on the ball, and then you have a chance to get home. So it's a joint effort, and I thought our guys did great with that. And then they've got that big running back, 22, who is a heck of a player. Uh, just a rookie, but he's a heck of a player. And and so you, you've got to be able to um, take care of the gaps and still be able to rush the passer and, and, and do those equally as well, or you're going to be in trouble. And, our guys were able to do that. Final question before we let you go. And again, thanks for taking time out of your prep for Cincinnati to be with us tonight. But it's on Cincinnati. I mean, their guy threw for a half a thousand yesterday. Uh, and just a team that is young and hungry and talented. And it's the next biggest game in the NFL for the Chiefs and chasing now the one seed. What about Cincinnati as you work on them? Yeah, they, that, well, first of all, the quarterback's a heck of a player. He 
doing what he did in college. You know, he was a good player in college, won the Heisman Trophy, the whole bit. And um, and so our guys look forward to those challenges. We know it's a great challenge uh, that they're one heck of a football team and we're playing at their place. And um, uh, But that's why we do this, right? So, I mean, we're, we're all in it uh, for these challenges and it gets juices going and then uh, gets you, you got to come out and do your prep and, but it keeps you focused on your preparation and um, wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah. Coach, thanks for being with us tonight. Go get the Bengals. All right. Mitch, hi to those redheads out there. <laughs> They're out there somewhere. All right. We'll be back to wrap things up after this. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Play action fake Mahomes, holding it, holding it, holding it, still holding it with time. He will step up. Now fires it late back to the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! Kansas City! Byron Pringle stayed alive! So did Mahomes. You give him that much time, he'll find everybody on earth to throw to. Welcome back to our Chiefs Kingdom show as we get ready for Cincinnati week. Also, a bit of a celebration night to celebrate an AFC West title, the sixth consecutive title for the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC West. It's never happened in the 62-year history of the division, dating all the way back to the first year of the American Football League. We normally would be on-site at a Hy-Vee Market Grill with the new COVID rules. We're doing the show virtually, but what perfect guest we have tonight for you. He is the top-rated center in the National Football League, one of the top rookies in the past several years, not only for our franchise, but in the NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, Creed Humphrey with us tonight on the show. Creed, it's awesome to have you with us, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Pretty cool. Let's jump into some football a little bit, then we're going to have some fun. But yesterday, again, I thought, and in this eight-game winning streak, for a lot of it, but especially the last several games, you and your compadres on the offensive line like set the tone for the entire evening. What about when you look back at it and what you guys were able to do to say, all right, we're going to light the switch? Yeah, you know, it's something that really all guys up front take a lot of pride in, and that's really, you know, setting the tone for the game. We know if we can make it a physical game, uh, kind of, you know, just a fist fight game, we're going to have a fun time with it. So uh, that's something that we take a lot of pride in, and, uh, you know, it's really helped us out along the stretch. And how fun is it you guys, like, take those first scripted plays and, like, all right, we'll go do this and go score. It's starting to kind of settle into a pattern here that you guys are getting off to great starts. How big is that? It's huge. You know, uh, Coach Reed does a great job uh, with the first few plays, uh, scripting them and everything. Uh, so, you know, he sets us up for uh, success in those, and then we just go out there and, you know, just do our jobs to the best of our ability. And uh, it's worked for us a lot. Uh, you know, it's, it's a big deal whenever you can get that first drive and score. So, uh, you know, it's been awesome. Guy that helps me on the broadcast, his name Austin Woodard. He played college football on the offensive line. He does O line combines, but he just watches you guys closely in camp. And but he was so excited after last night's game. He goes, "Man, these guys are getting it. They're getting and working in concert." How much is that happening in the verbal and nonverbal communication of you guys up and down the line? Yeah, communication's huge, and uh, I think we're getting better and better each week with it. Uh, everybody's on the same page. Uh, so, you know, just from left tackle to right tackle, everybody's communicating well. Everybody's, you know, getting down what we need to get down. So uh, it's been it's been a huge help for us, for sure, and it's just going to keep getting better. Talking about a single play last night, it was when you gave Mahomes like seven seconds to throw, and I said on the play-by-play, 
hey, he could throw to the whole world if he's got that much time. Uh, how satisfying <laughs> was that play uh, that you're, Patrick's getting back and going looking and looking at everybody in his, uh, in his phone and go, I'll throw to everybody on my contacts that you gave him that much time? Yeah, that was a huge play, and that was one play that I think really kind of set the tone for the game. And it was, you know, you're not going to touch our quarterback. So uh, just, you know, guys, you know, working their tails off that play, uh, it kind of just encapsulates what we're trying to do as an, as a unit. So, uh, you know, that was a huge play for us, and it was kind of a tone setter for that game. And uh, we kind of just took it from there and went with it. And with a runner, and Clyde, we're monitoring his injury, obviously, but D-Will, same way with Gore. These runners, when you're given, we'll give you, we'll give you something here, take it, and they're taking it. Or you see a guy bounce off a hit and get extra yards. Uh, what does it mean when your RBs kind of get it with you guys and then working with them? Yeah, it's a huge deal. I mean, the chemistry in that is just as important as it is, you know, with each offensive lineman. So uh, all of our running backs we got, you know, they run really hard. You know, they find the holes, and uh, they've, they've done a great job so far. So it's, it's definitely awesome to see them, you know, get those big runs and, you know, shed off tackles, things like that. You know, things like to Clyde's run uh, last night uh, down the goal line where he bounced off that guy that hit him in the backfield and he uh, scored. You know, just seeing plays like that and them running so hard, it's a, it's definitely awesome to see. And how much have you picked up? And you told me you're just kind of learning as you go here, but this this league, I mean, you're seeing TT twists and TE twists, and they're throwing blitzes at you at the A-gap, and just seeing what you're seeing and how you've adjusted and keep continue to grow. Yeah, you know, uh, things like that happen. You just, you know, you follow the rules and guidelines that you already have set up, and uh so we see that we prepare for it uh, throughout practice, throughout the week, and uh, by the time you get to the game, you, you know what's going to happen. So uh, it makes it a lot easier whenever you prepare the right way. How much time do you spend reviewing what you do? Let's say this week with Cincinnati, reviewing what you do and doing what you did and have done, and then looking at it opponent specific when you watch their video. Yeah, you know I take a ton of time throughout the week, and you know just uh, watching film, doing these different things, so I can really you know, have our, have our schemes down, understand the defense and what they want to do. So uh, when I get to the game, I can just play fast. You know, I can play free. And, you know, when I do, whenever I do that, it makes it a lot easier for me. So I take a ton of time, you know, watching film, studying the opponent, studying what moves they like to do, studying their whole schematics on defense, things like that. I tried to kind of walk us through this a little bit because I try to tell the fans there is so much on your plate. All right, you got the play call. You got the snap count. Then you get to the line. You see how they're aligned up. You've got to make a line call. Patrick may call an audible. I mean, what's going on in a matter of nanoseconds for you and your brain to process and communicate? Yeah, it's just something that you really have to train yourself to do. And that's, you know, like I said earlier, you know, just throughout the week uh, preparing for the game, it's something you kind of start training, uh, you know, from the day after the previous game. And you're just training the whole time getting your brain to process things faster. And uh, so, it's, you know, it is a lot to, you know, kind of look at and be able to make a call and everything and within, you know, two seconds. But, uh, yeah, it's just going back to being prepared for it. And uh, so processing, things like that, you got to be able to do it really fast. Again, we're blessed tonight on this Chiefs Kingdom show as we celebrate a sixth straight AFC West division title. We get ready to try to get that one seed in the AFC West in a big game this week against Cincinnati. Okay, people talk about Patrick being on the same page with his receivers, and of course that's necessary. We saw that last night, particularly with Pringle. But how much do you have to merge your brain into Pat's? I'm sorry, merge your brain into Pat's 
where you've got to kind of be thinking what he's thinking or he's thinking what you're thinking. Yeah, we, we have to do that a ton. Uh, you know, whenever we see, you know, different blitzes, things like that, we have to be on the same page, be able to pick it up. You know, we watch film together uh, quite a bit. So we kind of go into the game understanding kind of what each other is going to be seeing. So um, it's it's definitely uh, we got to be on the same page throughout the whole game. Now, I talked I've talked with you about this earlier in the fall and I talked with Trey about it. What's really apparent to me is you guys are having fun doing this. Like <laughs> how much fun are you having with this offensive line? It's it's a blast, you know. <laughs> and it just keeps getting more and more fun throughout the year. So uh, yeah, it's I mean it's you go, we go out there on the field and it's you know, we're just having fun. You know, we're playing free, playing fast, you know, playing with each other, playing violent. And it's just fun football when you do it like that. So, uh, yeah, the more you let yourself have fun with it, the more uh, the better you're going to be. So, uh, yeah, we just have a lot of fun. Speaking of fun, let's just back up the truck a bit. The video's out there. I knew it was coming. Got tipped off about it. But it's hilarious. So, did you get <laughs> gifts to all of your offensive linemen? And did it say Creed is good on the shirt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, walk us through that. Because I got a feeling you got maybe nailed on this <laughs> yeah I mean, they had a, we had a good time with it you know everybody got the shirt and i got one that had everybody else's name on it and then so uh we had a good time with it you know they liked it they thought it was funny so it was it was definitely cool so hex in on it now you gotta you gotta look over your shoulder here at two guys one is veach right the prankster general manager you think you know he, he's a great gm but he's still the little kid that's trying to get on Delaware's football team at wide receiver, all right? And Rob Albarino, vice president for content and production. They, these guys were all in on it on you and hoodwinked you. So yeah. how, did, how did your guys react when they get the shirt, Creed is good? We see it in the video, but what didn't we see on the video? And is like Trey looking at you like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, no one really knew it was coming or anything in the room. So uh, everybody was kind of looking around when they got in there like, you know, what's going on? What What is this about? Uh, but, yeah, you know, they had no idea they were getting the shirts. Uh, so when they opened it up, they thought it was hilarious. You know, they've seen everything on Twitter with uh, the Creed is good stuff. And uh, we just have a good time with it. So, uh, yeah, they thought it was awesome, though. <laughs> Let's back up the truck even further. Like, what's the genesis of that? And that's the Creed is good video. A whole <laughs> campaign to get you ready. I did the voicer for it to get you rookie of the year. What did you think of that? Because that's gone crazy throughout the Chiefs kingdom. Creed is good. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Uh, you know, Chiefs kingdom, you know, they got the best fans around. Uh, so, I, you know, it was it was definitely awesome. I thought it was, you know, hilarious. The music video and everything that went with it. It, it was gold, you know. It was definitely gold. <laughs> what have you heard from your buddies, kind of outside the O line room, uh, your OU buddies or Shawnee buddies that uh, are kidding you about it? Yeah, you know, I got a ton of texts. You know, people sending it to me and be like, "Did you see this? This is hilarious!" And <laughs> yeah, I mean, people people have a good time with it, and uh, you know, I definitely uh, get some jokes about it too. So, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's been awesome. Uh, you know, obviously. Uh, being an offensive lineman, you don't really get a ton of shine. So uh, getting stuff like that is actually really cool. You deserve it, my friend. And what an <laughs> outstanding rookie year you're having. And Creed Humphrey is with us tonight. When we come back, we're going to get into his background. Why is he so good so early? 
Hey, this goes way back. We're again with Creed Humphrey, the Kansas City Chiefs Outstanding Rookie Center. Back with more from Creed, and Creed is good as we go to break after this on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. At the 16 of Pittsburgh. Williams stays in. They fake it to him, sling it. Caught by Pringle. Off the hit. Darts back inside. Touchdown, Kansas City. Byron Pringle with an outstanding catch and run, dusting two Steelers and into the Sweet Nectar, and the Chiefs lead 29 to nothing. Welcome back to our Chiefs Kingdom show. Normally, we'd be at a Hy-Vee Market Grill uh, throughout the Metro because of the new COVID rules. We're doing the show virtually, but we're having some fun tonight with the outstanding rookie center of the Kansas City Chiefs, Creed Humphrey. Before the break, we were talking about the Creed is Good video to get him Rookie of the Year, and then the Offensive line kind of duping him a bit with the Creed is Good t-shirts. Okay, let's get in. I, I love your background, and I'm going to ask you about your wrestling background. We kind of know about we know about OU. You guys were great there, and you had a great career. But let's go back to Shawnee, Oklahoma, man, and your wrestling career and how much your wrestling career helps you in this rookie season being the center of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, you know, wrestling was kind of the first sport I started in. You know, I was four years old when I started it. I come from a wrestling family. My dad wrestled in college. He was a three-time All-American in college. Uh, my brother was an All-State wrestler in high school. So I come from a family with a background in wrestling. And uh, it was the first sport I did. You know, as soon as I was, you know, walking around and stuff, my dad had me in the wrestling room. And, uh, you know, it's it's a huge help in football, especially, you know, playing offensive line, just understanding leverage points, things like that, being able to – move guys' bodies around when they don't want to get moved. It's, you know, understanding leverage, things like that. And then also just the mental toughness aspect of wrestling. Uh, you know, you're cutting weight all season, not really eating much food. You're, you know, going into a wrestling room to practice for two hours in a room that's like 110 degrees. You know, you're draining your body every day just to make weight, things like that. And then you go out, you got to go out there and perform. It really just makes you really mentally tough. And, uh, you know, it's something that's stuck with me from wrestling, and it's, it's you know, really helped me out throughout my career. What was your toughest weight cut, and how old were you? Uh, my junior season, uh, I did the Army Combine in January, and I weighed in there at 305, and then that was on a Sunday. And then the Tuesday, uh, I ended up cutting down, making 285 on Tuesday, so 20 pounds in two days. Okay, timeout. 30-second timeout here. You were at 305 on a Sunday. You were at 285 on a Tuesday. Yeah. How's that even possible? What'd you do? Just run around in the jungle all night or what? (laughs) Throw on some trash bags, go in the wrestling room, run around, ride a bike. (laughs) That is nuts. So how did you feel at 285? I mean, you got to go wrestle at 285, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, whenever your body starts getting used to it, you feel really good, you know, being at 285. Uh, Obviously, your body feels a little drained when you first make the cut. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was good. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't too hard to do actually, you know. Uh, uh, so just getting down to that way and then going and perform it was, it was, it was good. You know, I'm used to it. I've been cutting weight and stuff my whole life to wrestle. So, but yeah, I mean, 20 pounds in two days. <laughs> your dad, your dad, your daddy was in uh, college wrestling. When did you start in kids wrestling? How old? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I started at uh, four years old. I think it was the first day I wrestled. Four years old. How'd that go? You didn't, yeah, have, to, I mean, you didn't have to wrestle the six year old. I don't remember it really, to be honest. <laughs> That's crazy. All right. Toughest guy you ever had to wrestle. Like, oh my gosh, I got to wrestle this dude. Did you ever get pinned, by the way? 
Uh, when I was younger, yeah. Not in high school, but when I was younger, I did. Okay. How old were you when the last time you got pinned? You remember? I think of junior high. Yeah. Toughest uh, guy you ever wrestled. Now we go back to junior high or five years old or six years old. So like the, oh, this is the guy with zits and you know underarm <laughs> hair and that guy. <laughs> no, it'd probably be uh, my junior season, uh, my the state championship. Uh, wrestling the Giddy was a two-time state champion uh, from the years before, so he was the guy I wrestled uh, my junior year. Did you get him? Uh, he ended up winning in triple overtime. Triple overtime. How'd he get you? Uh, just outpointed me. Okay. Got more points. Yeah. Wow. Best move you had, like your go-to. Uh, 30 seconds to probably, go. Match is tied. Like we're tied. Yeah, probably going with an outside single. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't a guy that, you know, liked to get in and you know, wrestle around and, you know, grab and everything. I like to stay more on the outside, use my quickness and, you know, be able to get people off balance instead of just trying to outmuscle everybody because, you know, I was a really good athlete. So it was just easier to do it that way. I didn't have to carry everybody's weight whenever I was wrestling them. So, uh, yeah, I'd probably say an outside single. Okay. Either at OU or with us so far, is there the smart aleck guy that goes, okay, you wrestled, let's go. And you're like, oh, come on, dude. It's like in two seconds, bang, slap, Matt, see ya. Anybody done that yet? Yeah, there was a few, though. You've done it. And then, uh, uh, obviously, you know, Nick Allegretti wrestled. uh, Austin Blythe wrestled growing up, too. So uh, we always joke about it. We haven't wrestled or anything, but uh, we always joke about it. They were really good wrestlers growing up, too. Blythe's not going to wrestle you, is he? What is he, like 260? (laughs) He's not going to wrestle He was a dang good wrestler, though, growing up. I do know that. So, uh he probably has a better background and more accomplished background than I did growing up. <laughs> okay, real quick, you're the wrestling coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. We got to put a team together real quick to go wrestle Cincinnati. Who's your like lightest weight guy? Like the guy that's like 108 or the old 98 or 103 or whatever. I mean that my brother did that and had to cut weight. I just couldn't believe it. He ate salad for like weeks and I don't know how he did it. All right. Yeah. Who's your guy right now? Uh lightest weight? Yeah, lightest weight, toughest, you know, like boom, this guy'll pin their guy no matter what. Well, I go with Tyreek. Oh yeah, that guy. It's yeah. like, oh my gosh, she just looks like that guy. All right. Yeah. Middleweight. Like you know, now this is in high school, like you're at the one fifty five, one sixty two ish right in there. Uh middleweight guy. For us. Like strong, tough, feisty. I like Tyreek uh, though. We're gonna we're gonna get a we're gonna get a pin like in thirty seconds with Tyreek. I don't care who they put up there. <laughs> so is Pringle uh, and Pringle in that mode? He kind of feels Pringleish. Like, could he be in there? Pringle, Pringle would be good. He's a tough dude. He loves he loves getting in there and blocking. I, I do know that. So yeah. Pringle will be in there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll get in there. and wrestling coach. Who would you want to have be your wrestling coach? I know you got Heck, but anybody you go <laughs> that's going to be like the assistant wrestling coach, not the head guy. The assistant is like the bad A, right? He's gonna. You got to cut weight. You're gonna put the trash bag on. I'm just gonna be with you all. Who's that guy? Ah. Uh, I'm thinking B enemy though. Does he fit that? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say Coach B enemy, yeah. yeah. for sure. Yeah, he hasn't tried to wrestle you yet, has he? <laughs> no, he hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Creed, we've had some fun with you. We're going to let you go tonight, but it is so awesome to have you in the Chiefs Kingdom and the pride of Shawnee, Oklahoma, uh, St. Gregory's College, uh, and uh, other things. But uh, awesome that you're with us, and hope we're having fun watching you play. This is this has just been an awesome team. And how excited are you to see where this goes? I'm pumped, yeah. I mean, we're hitting our stride right now at the perfect time, and uh, everything's really clicking right now, so I'm really excited to see where we go. 
Creed Humphrey. Remember, Creed is good. Creed Humphrey, our guest tonight, the outstanding rookie center of the Kansas City Chiefs. Thank you, my friend. Go get Cincinnati. Yeah, thank you. All right. Creed Humphrey, we'll be back to close things up on the show after this. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Sneed close, they're going to run a flea flicker. Roethlisberger coming to the near side and intercepted! Intercepted on the flea flicker attempt! A terrific interception by Javarius Ward! His second of the season, that's the best of his career! He climbs the ladder, goes right to the top, and gets the fourth interception of his career. What a great interception by Javarius Ward last night. First of all, not tricked by the flea flicker attempt by the Steelers. And then just had to go up higher than the receiver to get the interception. He has really improved his ball skills. Two interceptions this year, and Javarius Ward having a heck of a year at cornerback. Big thanks to Creed Humphrey. Again, just a little bit different feel the last couple of weeks because of the new COVID rules. Normally, we'd be on site in front of a raucous crowd going crazy celebrating a sixth straight AFC West Championship. It's never been done in the 62-year history of the division, going all the way back to the first days of the American Football League. But a great show tonight, and a special thanks to Creed Humphrey, the outstanding rookie center for the Kansas City Chiefs, the number one rated center by Pro Football Focus most of the year, and one of the highest rated rookies in the entire National Football League, any position, either side of the ball. Also, I didn't bring it up with Creed, but he and I share the same date of birth, June the 28th, the most unique day of the entire year. Why? Here's mathematics coming into play. The only date on the calendar with non-repeating perfect numbers. Six is a perfect number. 28 is a perfect number. They don't repeat. So Creed Humphrey, near perfect, a center born on a perfect day. Um, a reminder that our uh, interviews with the players all season long and when we have our Chiefs ambassadors on is brought to you by Hellsburg Diamonds, serving the Chiefs' kingdom for over 100 years in 200 locations nationwide. Special thanks to the folks at Hellsburg Diamonds for being such a great company and great for the Chiefs' kingdom. All right, some news here as we close out the show and get ready for this next big game. This year has just been full of week-by-week-by-week week week seemingly huge games. Many times the Chiefs have been in the biggest game of the NFL on that particular week, or at least one of the top three and that's no exception for this week's game against the Cincinnati Bengals. I'll lay out what's at stake as the Chiefs go on the road to play Cincy. But before we do that, some news here as the Chiefs with good news, uh, getting uh, supposedly Nick Bolton, Lucas Niang, and Kyle Long all off the COVID list today. That's good. They can roll now and get ready for Cincinnati. Remember, Travis Kelsey, Nick Bolton, Lucas Niang, and also Tyree Kill were activated off the COVID list prior to the game last night against the Pittsburgh Steelers, hoping they could pass uh, their test to be um, off that list and be active to play last night. Of course, Tyree Kill was with two catches. He's working on a Chiefs all-time record for catches in a single season. And um, Nick Bolton, Lucas Niang, and Travis Kelsey obviously were not uh, able to get off the list. But today, Bolton and Niang off the list and can get ready to go and practice against the Cincinnati Bengals. The not-so-good news, dealing with the National Football League, the NFL Network is putting up this number throughout this afternoon and this evening. 106 players, 106 players of the 32 teams in this league were put on reserve COVID-19 list today. 
106 players. I mean, it's why we're doing the show virtually now. The team and all of us around, there's been an edict put out for those in the media, the cover of broadcast or otherwise, have got to be boosted, not just vaccinated. That needs to be done in the next several days. So, uh, again, this is a serious situation with the National Football League and trying to keep players off the COVID list and keeping uh, the players safe around the National Football League and the folks that work in the league. Also, intrigue coming up with this weekend again. Honestly, there's a few with an infinitesimal chance. The Broncos have like a 1% chance, but they still have a chance for the playoffs. But 24 of the 32 teams still mathematically have a chance for the playoffs. We know that five NFC teams are already in. There is one AFC team in, the Kansas City Chiefs. And right now, with ESPN's Football Power Index, the Chiefs have a 63% chance to get the one seed and the bye in the AFC. They can actually get it done this weekend. If the Chiefs can beat the Bengals, it'll be a tall task. And the Titans lose their game this weekend. The Chiefs can have the one seed locked up going into their Week 18 game at Denver. But Cincinnati now has a lot uh, at stake here. And by the way, those 24 teams who are either in or still mathematically have a chance, it is the second highest total, according to ESPN, with two weeks to go in the last 31 years of the National Football League. But that's the way this league has been, crazy and full of drama week after week after week on and off the field. Okay, the Chiefs now go to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Joe Burrow was incredible yesterday. They blew out the Ravens. Of course, there's been a lot of discussion about coaches' handshakes and Burrow's comments on postgame, but that had to be a very satisfying blowout victory for Cincy over the Baltimore Ravens in that game. Joe Burrow threw for five and a quarter, one of the top four passing performances uh, since 1950 in the National Football League, and that was Burrow. This is a talented, young, athletic Cincinnati team that the Chiefs are going to go play on Sunday in the Queen City. Now, for Cincinnati, they have, according to the ESPN Football Power Index, an 80% chance of making the postseason. So you figure they're in in what would be a very tight tournament in the AFC. But also, Cincinnati has a 73% chance to win the crazy AFC North, which has been up and down and side to side and bouncing off the walls all year long. Cincinnati can actually clinch the AFC North this weekend if they can beat the Chiefs and the Steelers lose. So percentages come into play here again. Also, by the way, in the AFC West, the Chargers, their uh, probabilities have dropped to about two out of three to 38%, according to the same index, as the Chargers now, if the playoffs began tonight, would be on the outside looking in after their loss yesterday to the Houston Texans. But for the Kansas City Chiefs, again tonight, we'll say it one more time, and then we move on to Cincinnati. But as we mentioned with Coach Reed, an historic night for the Kansas City Chiefs to celebrate a sixth straight AFC West title. Lamar Hunt wanted the original AFL West teams to stay together. When the league reorganized, remember in 2002, the Houston Texans came into play and there were 32 teams. There were going to be eight divisions of four. And Lamar Hunt, the Chiefs founder, worked very hard to keep basically the old AFL divisions together. But for sure, he wanted to keep the AFL Western Division, the AFC West together, and he did so. 
But in 62 years, only one team, one team has won the division six consecutive years, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. And now we reset the target. The target is the one seed and a bye in the American Football Conference. Get ready for a big game Sunday. It's the Chiefs headed to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals right here on the Kansas City Chiefs Football Radio Network. You've been listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Bad Boy Mowers, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mow with an attitude. And by High V. The world's best tailgating begins at High V. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Hey, this is Chief Sideline Reporter Josh Klingler. Thank you for listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show. As a reminder, you can hear Mitch Holtis with us on Fesco in the Morning every Friday morning at 7.30 leading into the game that weekend. And don't miss color analyst Danon Hughes every Tuesday morning at 8.30. Tune in for exclusive one-on-one Chiefs interviews throughout the season on the Odyssey app and your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Thank you for listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show presented by the Kansas Lottery. Dream bigger. This is the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 